Welcome back. We're live. Wingstop, 29th and Pine Lake. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Folks are coming and getting registered for the jersey uh, giveaway, the ticket giveaway for Wisconsin, uh, for Nebraska and Iowa. Uh, we've got some $25 Wingstop, Stop, Wingstop gift cards that we'll give away in the next couple of hours. Simple business. Come on through. Swing through. Again, they've got lots going on. And then here's, here's what's happening. Uh, if you want your your food ready when you get here, go ahead and use the the order online at Wingstop.com, or choose Pine Lake location, or just use the Wingstop app. Uh, traditional boneless, traditional or boneless, crispy bone-in thighs, tenders, great sides, and more. Lemon pepper, original hot, hickory smoked barbecue, atomic, mango habanero. Uh, I'm told the Louisiana rub is is pretty pretty good. So, remember, you've got other Wingstop locations, 50th and O, and 27th and Superior. Uh, have at it. Do your thing. Again, from the text line, I appreciate you guys who have added value to what we're talking about. Um, greatly appreciate it. Because here, to ask the question about where the program wants to be or can they get back to what they were, you have to answer the question, honestly, where are they now? Like, that's... The, the whole disconnect and the whole chaos of this football program situation is administrators, coaching staff, players, fans, boosters, not accepting the truth about who you are right now. It's a three and seven program, period, period. You can, you can say, ah, there's progress. No, well, well, progress from what? What, from three and five and eight games to three and seven is not progress. It's not progress. It's not going in a direction to go from the last full season of winning five games to the last full season of going three and seven. It's not progress. It's just not. You can want it to be and say, well, we're doing some things better, but there are things that are missing in this. There are things that are missing in this. And that's the problem. So you guys feel free to tell me where you think this program is currently and where they rank. Uh, Brian T says, what's up? What's up, Brian T? Y'all don't eat all the wings in that place. I might want to come get some after the game tonight. Uh, I'll do my best. They gave me a gift card, so I don't know, Brian. Uh, we might have to dive in. We might have to dive in, you know? I need something to, I need something to get me through the game, and then I need something for the post game, right? It's a long night for me. So Eric says, I'd like to see them write a check uh, to Double Sweeney for $100 million up front. And 15 of me a year to, to keep this thing. <laughs> There's a truckload of booster money out there. They're going to have to make a huge mic drop move uh, to get out of this. That will show everybody take notice and let them know this stops now. Um, I'm not sure that Dabo's the right guy for, Minnesota, for, for Nebraska. I'm, I'm not sure that Dabo's the right guy for the Husker fan base. Dabo's a different kind of dude. And he's not going to answer questions. He's not going to provide uh, information that you would want. He is also going to tell certain boosters where to put those checks. Those are statements of truth. Dabo recruits differently. His crew recruits differently. Their practice, they practice differently. And then you have to ask the question, who do you want to wear that jersey? 
Yeah, what, what, what Dabo's done at Clemson is spectacular. Phenomenal. But before you yell out a name of some dude that you think would look great as the head coach for the University of Nebraska, first of all, would that, would that coach want to be here? Would he want to deal with a fan base that feels like they know more about the game than he does? Because it's true. <laughs> you, you think Nick Saban would answer uh, Husker questions on a, on a regular basis about his play calling and his recruiting? You think he would answer those questions? And what would your reaction be when he told you, again, where to put your Husker hat? Because he would. Man. Luke Fickle. Again, so there's several names. Like I, Somebody said to me today, Dan Mullen coming here to be offensive coordinator. No. 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 What? <laughs> First of all, if Dan's, not, if Dan's not the head coach, Dan ain't coming. He's not coming. He's the next in line at the University of Utah for more money. And a system that a place that already runs his own system already. They run with Dan Runs. You know how? Because he was best friends with Kyle Whittingham. <laughs> if he was going to go coordinate, he'd, he'd traipse himself right back to Salt Lake City and live in the house that him and his wife bought there some nine years ago. <laughs> That's the reality. So when you call out these names, I mean, they sound great. Oh, this guy, well, I know his name and I kind of know what he runs. But you better know the system through and through. Because can you get those guys to come to Lincoln, Nebraska? The guys that you need to run your system. A Tom Herman system requires a different set of skill players than the guys that have been at the University of Nebraska. And what's going to get those people here? And stay here. So go through it. Let the, what I would tell you is save yourself the, the emotional stress and let it play out. Because most of what you're talking about and most of what you're hearing isn't true. And, and, and most likely unlikely. Uh, Lemon says, uh, I, don't, I also don't think one down year makes him want to leave Clemson or Clemson one. Amen. You, you look. <laughs> now, mind you, there are people, there are knuckleheads in the Clemson fan base as well who immediately after losing and not being in the, in the playoffs will yell, hey, man, we got to get rid of this dude. No, but that's not the case. No, because they know how difficult it is. It's not easy. So all the check in the world might not make that happen. Understand that uh, what's, what's, what's the hip-hop creed? Big bank, take little bank. <laughs> and Clemson has been stockpiling money for a long time. They've also been stocking up on talent. They've been stocking up on cash. They've been stocking up on, on wins. And it is a huge step down from Clemson and where it was a year ago to where Nebraska is right now. Now, there will be a great coach out there for the right amount of money who wants to come in and do the renovation that is the University of Nebraska football. Right? It's there. Them dudes are out there. But let the process play out. As a 31-year-old, I got really into football towards the end of the golden era of the 90s. So I've, ever, I've only ever known a football program that disappoints. The current state is that we're not good. You're not good at all. Yeah, I mean, like, that's truth. Like, that's, that's got to be tough, right? That's got to be tough. 
I mean, my nephew, my nephew's 30, and he, he missed out on, on some Super Bowl years. So he's like, wow, this is crazy. This is crazy. Sub DP, love the show. Keep telling the truth. Funny to think Dabo and Pelini faced off in 2009. Huskers won. Look where the two programs went after. Dabo probably isn't the answer, but history is funny sometimes. Amen. Amen. Uh, from the text line, give me Solich as an OC. Bring back the power end game with a mobile with a mobile QB. We know what works here. It worked for 30 years. The game has changed. The game has changed. And unless you can go and find the next Derrick Henry, right? I mean, those Alabama runners are unique and special. But you got to do something. And if you find a coach that has a system that he believes in and can recruit to that, then amen. Uh, so you're saying keep doing what you're doing and getting the same players year after year. Maybe one year you'll probably get lucky. Great plan. Yeah, well, well look, what I'm saying, I'm saying do the opposite of that. <laughs> what I'm saying is get to work. Make adjustments. Change your approach. Change your thinking. Change how you do business. And quite frankly, if the people who are making decisions don't change, you are no matter what the what the operational side of it is, doesn't matter. When the people who are in, in control of the recruiting, the the marketing, the branding of the program, and the voice of the program, none of those change. None of those things change. <laughs> none of those things change. Uh, what's up? Uh, would like your thoughts on my theory that Nebraska will never be good again until the media and fan base reduces the pressure. I'd even go as far as to say care less about what's going on. No, what? All of that is peripheral. Don't don't get fooled and don't get distracted by the okie doke. The administration and the and the and the program, the coaches should not be one. They should hear the fan base, but here's a, that's got nothing to do with them doing their jobs. Again, all of the peripheral stuff only matters because you're not winning. You're not winning. Look, you can't say you're doing it right if you're not winning. Most people have difficulty saying they're getting it right even when they are winning. Think, I mean, think Dan Mullen. He's down in Florida, and he's winning eight, nine, ten games a year, and it still ain't good enough. So <laughs> the, the, the alpha and omega of it is <laughs> 11 wins and not, and not winning championships versus three wins and still feeling like you are valid and a, and, and a part of the process. The, look, that those are different universes apart. <laughs> the fans should be heard, but the business has to be done right. What the, the the job of the adults in the room, the grown-ups and administrators, is to put a product on the field that the fans can be loud and proud about. Right? But the fans are, are reactive. By nature, the fans are reactive. So they're reacting to the product that's put in front of them, the effort that's put in front of them, uh, the direction that you're going into. Like, you can't be third and one from the 29 and have your quarterback take off and run in the opposite direction for 60 yards and expect the fan to cheer for you. That's not how you work. Well, that's the program. That's the program. There's a time when the program would get upset because they could get to the 11-yard line and could never score. So they got it somebody else, and now they move that spot back to the 24-yard line, and they still can't score. 
And then they got rid of that guy, and they put in somebody that could get him to the 28-yard line with a good score. <laughs> and through all of that, they keep expecting fans to keep cheering, which is crazy. It's insanity. But then they get somebody to move the ball back to, like, Nebraska's own 40 <laughs> and expect fans to cheer and go, hey, at least you're not in your own end zone. No. Let's get back to where we were at the 11, and we just couldn't figure out how to get get 11 yards. But you're not 11 yards away anymore. You're not. And the play calling isn't going to change. You know what? We're, we're going to be at our own 40, and it's third and 59. And you know what we want to do? Run the option. Put a fullback on the field and run the option. That's how nonsensical some of this, this conversation is to me. <laughs> Hey, we can't score enough points. You know what we should do? We should slow down and do worse offensively. That's what we should do. You've got to change the way you think about it. The administrators need to change the way they think about it. Look, when the administration says that three wins isn't enough, that's when you will start to have progress. But as long as you say, well, there's only three wins, but there's progress. No. Miss me. Miss me with that. Miss me with that, because that doesn't make sense. It's not logical, and it's certainly not mature. But that's just me. I'll get back to the text line. You guys are good. I see, I see you. I see all the, you guys have lined up. Greatly appreciate it. You know the deal, though. Some of y'all, even though it's Friday, some of y'all are slacking. If you don't hit me with a what's up, DP, I might ignore you, because we having conversations. <laughs> so don't yell at me from the rafters. That's all I ask. We'll throw it to break. When we come back, we'll finish up one-on-one. Live from Wingstop, 29th and Pine Lake. We're here till 6 o'clock. Get it moving because we got stuff for you. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 